You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about how I build my all-star packet. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to make sure you head on over to Cheer Gym Owners on Facebook, and you've joined that group if you are a gym owner. We talk about a lot of things like this uh, in that group. Also, if you are a coach or a coach and owner, make sure you're an all-star cheer coaches and owners Facebook group and check out nextgenowners.com. We have all sorts of great information there. You can take advantage of our number of different offerings to include signing up to join the Academy. And I am going to talk a little bit about the Academy and a lot of the things that I'm telling you about, we guide our members through in the Academy. This is something you work with your coach on your coaching calls on making a plan and building these things. The last thing I'm going to say is make sure you come to our conference this summer in Dallas. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I know you have a lot of choices of summer conferences to take advantage of, and there are some great ones out there, but there is no better one for everyone in your gym than the Next Gen Conference in Dallas because we have an opportunity for every single person in your gym to get training, whether they are a coach or a front desk person or an administrator or an owner or a marketer. They're going to have classes that they can attend. And yes, you can send your staff all over the country and to a, you can get a bunch of different samples or you can bring everyone together and you can have that team building time on top of all the other planning and training and things that you're going to get out of being together in one location. So you got to check out our Dallas conference. It's going to be amazing. It's the end of June. Uh, Shelly is in charge of all of our conferences and she just puts out a bang up event. It's absolutely fantastic. You're not going to want to miss it. All right. Now let's get into the episode on how I build my all-star packet. Now, This is actually sort of a a redo or repeat of an episode I did last year, but I wanted to freshen it up. I also think I recorded that one in the car uh, because the audio is not nearly as good as it should be sounding right now. And I just, it's such an important topic and we have it come up every year because that's right. It is the end of February and it is time to be putting out your packet for next season. And frankly, if you haven't started on it yet or you haven't even released it yet, you're actually a little bit behind the curve for the gyms that are ahead of the game. Uh, This is one of the biggest things I've been working on with all of my clients since January. Uh, We started working on these things. And so it's been about a month and a half, almost two months that we've been working on building packets, building budgets, and all of those things for next season. And so in this episode, I'm going to be going into how I build my all-star packet and some tips to help you with the process of doing that and utilizing it to grow your all-star program. Uh, we are a heavy all-star gym in, um, in my program, and that's how we started. We started as purely all-star, and let me tell you, we have grown immensely over the years and how we create our packet and what is in it and all of that different information. So I want to share all of that with you. So number one, your all-star packet is a sales tool first, an informational tool second, 
and a catch all of stuff last. Okay. Your packet is all about sales. You are trying to get people to join your program. And so your packet should be built in with that in mind, right? You want people to pick up your packet and within the first page or two, be able to understand who you are. What is this gym? How do they operate? What are their values? How do they speak to people? Now, that's a lot to put into a couple pages. And am I saying you need to have your core values listed on the front page of your packet? No, but does it hurt? I don't think so. I think you could do that. There's a lot of ways to build it. But it has to be a sales tool first. And because it is a sales tool, it needs to be concise and clear. This is one of the things that I see a lot of error with and used to be our error with our packet uh, way back in the day is to get our informational packet for the next season. One, it would take us two two months to build the darn thing and it would have 25 pages. It would have all of the information, all of the dates, the parent handbook, the athlete handbook, uh, the contracts to join, like everything. We just gave you every single thing in the packet. And this was back when we printed them. So every single packet was like 20 plus, plus pages of printed document that you had to get handed to someone and then they would hand jam, fill it out with pen and then they'd turn it in and then we'd en- do data entry. I mean, it was like, it was absolutely a mess. And That's not what people want to see. When people are checking out your website, when people are interested in your program, you are trying to sell them. So you want to show them who you are, okay? And you do want to give them information. So it's an informational tool second in that you should be putting out information of important dates. You need to make sure you're talking about what your process to join looks like, what the different programs you offer are, a ballpark of costs and considerations, uh, some important dates. If I didn't already mention that, you want to have those things in that packet because you want to make sure that people know what they need to know to know if you're the right fit. And when I say your packet is a sales packet, it's also a packet that should let people know that they're not your client. Because if you want to have a thriving all-star program that doesn't make you hate your life, you want to make sure you're attracting the kind of clients that fit within your culture and fit within your program. So if you're not looking for those parents that are insanely competitive and want you to do a million extra practices and want you know, 19,000 different practice outfits and all those different things, you don't want to attract those people and vice versa. If you want that, you need to make sure you're attracting those people and you're not attracting the, the casual cheerleaders with that packet the people who don't care about going to Summit, the people who are going to nickel and dime you over uh, different prices. like There's so many different client avatars, so you want to make sure that your packet is built to let people know where they fit within your program. So I don't think it's bad to have some general guidelines, right? Um, my packet, it starts out with you know just a l- quick blurb about who we are and how long we've been around and what makes us amazing. And then it goes into, this is how our evaluation process works. Uh, If you're looking to join, uh, you're going to participate in evaluations, and our evaluations are a little different. I've done other episodes on it. We don't call it tryouts. We call it level evaluations. We assess athletes individual level, then they practice in groups, and then after a few weeks, we place them into teams. 
So you could really say it's a longer tryout process, but it gives athletes the opportunity to really show us what they're capable of. Um, I'm not going to go into all those details, but we go through how that all works because it's different. Uh, we go into important dates. Uh, we make sure that they know this is when practice, this is when tryouts are. So the evaluations are, this is when practices are going to start. This is when camp is, this is when choreography is. And we try and put all that information out as early as possible in the packets. On top of that, we do have, here are our attendance policies. This is when our athlete signing day is. This is what athlete signing day consists of. We go through all of those details so parents know what joining looks like. We leave those, but that's about it. We do, and the only thing we do in cost is we say, these are the differences between our programs. So if you're participating in fundamentals, uh, it's a, you know, this is what the tuition is. Uh, the uniform is between X and X. They travel. They don't travel. They do exhibitions, etc. If you're in our classic program and you're competing novice, this is what it costs. Ballpark. Uh, if you're in our classic program competing prep, and then if you're in our elite program travel, and then worlds program. And so we have those things out, and there's like a cost comparison as well as like just what the differences between the programs are. So you know, you practice once a week, or you practice twice a week, or you practice three times a week. Do you travel? Do you not travel? And that's just a really quick and simple chart. It takes up about a quarter of a page. Uh, and then we talk more on some text and some things. You should have beautiful imagery in your packet. Your packet should be pretty. You want it to be visually appealing for the reader because just like a third grader, People don't want to pick up a packet that feels like a novel that they have to read through to understand how cheerleading works in your program. There are other opportunities to educate those people on those things. The packet is not the right thing. And this is why I say it's not a catch-all for all of the things. Is it bad to have some of your rules and guidelines? No, it's not. It's important that people know that you are going to you know, charge late fees, that they have to have a card on file, that you have attendance expectations. All of those things are important to know on the front end because I don't want you to sign up if you're not down for those things. But everything else you've got time for. You can do live videos. You can do parent education. You can have a, a meeting at the beginning of the season with all of your parents. There's so many different ways you can communicate that information without taking all the time to put it in your packet. And owners and coaches, you guys, here's the reality. The parents don't read it all. They are not taking the entire packet and reading it word for word and doing all that stuff. Yes, you do have the occasional parent who is crazy over the top on their organization and they do read everything and they write down all the key dates in their calendar and they do all that stuff and they pay close attention. That's great. They're the anomaly. And that is not getting people to join your program. And that's what you want your all-star packet to do. You want it to entice people to join your program and become a part of your all-star program. So it is a sales packet. My general rule of thumb is five to eight pages maximum of a packet. Anything more than that, and you need to start trimming and making it more concise because people aren't reading those things. Now you could say, well, I have forms that they fill out and things like that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later um, and try and give you some advice on how to reduce those unnecessary form pages that people are filling out. 
Hey guys, this is Danielle from Next Generation Gym Owners. If you are looking for a conference this summer for your entire staff, we have the answer. NextGen has two great options that will ensure you leave feeling more confident in your skills to run a business, while your staff feels more confident in their skills to build championship teams. Check out our Orlando conference, April 22nd, immediately following the All-Star World Championship, or our Dallas conference, June 21st to 23rd. Learn more and get registered for our upcoming conferences at ngconferences.com. The other thing I want you to remember when you're building your packet is you need to leave yourself room to adjust. One of the things that prevents people from putting out packets early is they are oftentimes thinking of, okay, well, I don't know all the answers to all the questions. I, I can't put out what competitions we're going to because I haven't decided yet. I don't know how to set my costs yet because the competition companies haven't put out their costs. I'm waiting for my choreographer to get back to me on their pricing. I, the music producer that I use hasn't given me pricing for next year. I'm thinking about adding a camp with dream camps or something else. And that cost is going to get added to it. So there are a bunch of different things that might impact your planning. You want to just leave yourself room to make adjustments. So for instance, in our packet, it says we will attend between five and seven competitions a year for our elite travel teams, which gives us room. So when we set our budget, knowing that the costs haven't come out from other competitions, we can always go, okay, well, we know what we did this year. We did this many competitions and you know, we made sure our margins were all correct on those things. And we're going to mark those up knowing that every year a competition company is going to probably have an increase in cost. Uh, a general ballpark is between $10 and $25 per person. $25 is a pretty high-end increase uh, per person. That does happen every once in a while, but it's pretty rare. Um, and so we just mark those things up. So we have a ballpark and then we have some flexibility whether, okay, Hey, we have enough money to go to six competitions. Let's add another one. Um, same thing for our competition schedule is tentative. Uh, if you don't have hard and fast dates, you can say choreography will be held between this date and this date. We're still finalizing those dates with our choreographer. You can leave yourself room to adjust. What you want to be careful of is saying things are certain facts and then having to go back on it. It's not a good way to start your relationship with people to say, you know, the season is going to cost $3,500 and then you realize you goofed and now it actually is going to cost $4,500. Or to say, we are going to seven competitions. And then when all the costs come out, you realize you only budgeted enough in what you're charging your parents to pay for five competitions. And now you have two competitions. You got to figure out how you're going to pay for, whether that be charging your parents more money after the fact, which is never a great thing, or um, doing some sort of magic to make more money up here. So you want to make sure you're leaving yourself room. Do not state things as like hard and fast rules, hard and fast specifics, unless you're willing to stick to it. The next thing is, is you need to make sure that you're getting something for giving people your packet. And really the currency that I'm looking for to give people my packet is I want their email. I want to be able to continue to engage with these people and encourage them to join my program because a packet is a passive sales tool, right? They're just reading this thing that I've written. I want to be able to email this person. I even want to be able to 
text or call this person and say, hey, do you have any questions about registering for all-star cheerleading? These are wonderful tools that can get more people coming in your door. So having that contact is fantastic. The last thing I want to do is just make a link on my website where people can just download my packet and I have no way of knowing who those human beings are. It's not a good marketing technique. On top of that, I want to make sure that I'm leveraging my website in a manner that makes registration and that process simple. So we've taken our forms out of our packet because all of our forms are filled out online. Now, if you have a class management software like Jackrabbit or iClass, there are people that sell their registration for the next season or their signups, whatever you want to call it, on that platform. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I always try to avoid selling things directly to clients on those systems because they can get very convoluted and confusing. Uh, it's very easy to set it up in a manner that makes it so people have to fill out a hundred thousand different things and build their account. And then the next thing you know, they've set up an account, but they've set it up wrong and, or they got a card number wrong, or there's so many different ways to have it get kind of goofed. So I prefer have people sign up through a form on our website. Uh, we use WordPress websites. It's something that we help our clients with in next gen. And we actually, um, work with and own a company called Cheer Gym Marketing that can provide websites and marketing solutions for cheer gyms. And one of the things that you can use is a program called Gravity Forms, which allows you to have people fill out information on your website uh, and provide a credit card and purchase directly there. So you can purchase my registration on my website. So right now we launched registration uh, 10 days ago was when we officially launched on the 15th. And uh, so not even 10 days ago, I guess. And we have 25 registrations uh, that have signed up in the last days. And we've done nothing except market it a little bit. I just get an email. Hey, you have a new all-star registration. That athlete, when they fill out the form, automatically drops into my all-star registered list. <clears throat> then they also <clears throat> jump over to my Trello card. So I know where they're at. I know which program they're interested in. It automatically filters. They drop onto an email list. If they don't register, they drop onto another email list for the packet interest so I can continue to engage with that person. So I've now expanded my ability to interact with people who have not yet registered. So you want to make sure that you build that infrastructure. You want to build that infrastructure with your all-star program, your all-star registrations, and really any registration program you have. But all-star is so critical because it's a much higher ticket item. Now, if you've built your all-star structure correctly, that high ticket item is something that is profitable to you. So you want to actually be closing those sales. So when you're giving people your packet, you want to make sure you're getting their contact info in exchange. Now, if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, dang, sounds like Dan has a great packet. You're right. I do. You are correct. I have a really great packet. Um, do me a favor. If you really want it and you're a gym owner and you want to see an example of it, I won't give you a template, but I'll give you a PDF. You shoot me an email at dan at nextgenowners.com and I will happily send it to you. Please save me the effort in marketing and don't go to my website and opt into my packet. 
Why? Because then I'm going to think that you're a potential client. Uh, you're someone who might sign up for all-star cheerleading with me and I'm going to be sending you emails and text message and th- messages and things. And you're just kind of making it so I'm spending time and it's not a ton of time, but I'm spending time and marketing efforts on you. So if you want that, I'm happy to sh- send you a PDF version of it. Um, if you're in the Academy, you have editable templates. We will, I will give you anything editable you want. If you're in the Academy, um, myself, Danielle, Rihanna, Shelly, the other coaches, we all have wonderful packets that we're willing to share with all of our Academy members. And the reality is, is that this is a system that we have tested and perfected and implemented in hundreds of gyms and it works, you guys. Now, you have to have a lot of systems in place. You've got to have a good website. You've got to have a website that can process forms. You've got to have a good packet. You've got to have a good way of getting it out there. You got to have those things in place to really implement the system. Now, can you do it without? Sure, absolutely. Have I seen gyms be successful with filling out a Google interest form and then sending people the packet via email? Yeah, they have. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more laborious. I am sitting back here doing nothing and getting registrations. I very well could check my email as soon as I get off this episode and have a new one in my inbox. Uh, In fact, I do. I have a new one in my inbox. I just looked. So in the time that I've been on this podcast talking to you, someone has gone to my website and registered for the next season. How awesome is that? I've done nothing other than the front end work. Part of the reason I we have the people signing up and the honestly, the people signing up right now, I'm going to be totally honest with you, they're not even members of my gym. The members of my gym are the slowest to register because they're like, oh, we're here. We don't need to do it uh, as, as quickly. My last little tidbit is make sure that you're crafting your offers correctly. So you should have some sort of urgency for people to want to register early. You want people to register early, sign up early, set up whatever it is you have for your process to let you know that they're going to start. And you want them to have a financial incentive to do that, right? So for us, we have an early registration. If they register early, it saves them $100 versus if they register on the day of our evaluations or after. So you get a financial benefit to register early. So make sure you're building those things. Why should people register right now versus why not wait until the day of tryouts or evaluations? As you leave the episode, my biggest marching orders for you are build your packet if you haven't yet. Spend some time and build your packet. Use Canva so it looks professional. Make it look beautiful. Have beautiful imagery. You're trying to convince people to join your program. Build your budget for the season and ensure you have profit margins in that budget. Okay, I see too many owners who go, I'm just going to charge cost on this thing because I want to make it more affordable for your families. And I love that because I ultimately want this to be more affordable for my families too. I'm not trying to rake anyone over the coals, but you have to build profit into everything you do. It needs to become a habit. If it doesn't become a habit, then you're going to quickly be on a path to the bottom and you're not going to be able to pay your staff correctly. You're not going to be able to pay your rent. You're not going to be able to take care of the things you want to do. And you're not going to be able to provide the opportunities you want to provide for your athletes. So make sure that you're building profit in everything. Okay. It doesn't have to be monumental, but you've got to have some profit and needs to be more than one or 2%. Okay. So if you're thinking, oh, Dan said it can just be a little bit, it's got to be something more substantial than that. 
Get your packet launched, get it on your website, get it out there and start promoting. I've heard people say that marketing all-star doesn't work. That's kind of true in that you're less likely to get people to sign up for an all-star elite travel team that have never done cheerleading before. That's really hard, a really hard sell to say, hey, join this team for, you know, join my program over $5,000 for an elite travel team, not factoring in your travel or end of season events. It's a lot of money. I'm less likely to get some random person who's never done cheerleading and doesn't know anything about it. But if I have fundamentals programs or novice programs that go for a full year that people can get involved in that are more reasonably priced and allow people to experience the sport at a baseline level, then I can market. And it's okay. There are people who are in cheerleading who might be looking for what you offer. So would I throw a ton of money into paid ads? No, but I would be making sure you're promoting on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on your socials, on your website, via email, that all-star registration is open because you never know who's going to see that and go, oh, I need to sign up. And also it's okay to ask your current families and remind them they're busy. They have a lot going on. You may have said, hey, make sure you get registered. And they went, oh, I want to do that. And then they forgot. So make sure you're reminding people, especially as you get close to any of your deadlines. All right, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed the episode. I'm going to be letting you go. As always, check out the other podcasts I recommend. I actually just recorded an over two hour episode talking to Jason and Kristen from the Cheer Mom podcast, uh, talking about a bunch of questions that people have asked on our various podcasts and giving our own answers. It was a ton of fun. Those episodes are going to be coming out. It'll probably be a two-parter because it was so much content. Um, so, But you're not going to want to miss it. All right, everyone. I hope you loved it. With that, we're going to catch you on the next episode. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. And I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast. That's right. Hey, everybody, Kristen here. We know that you love cheer. So why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parents' perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective. Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.